game time. You're listening to the House League Heroes podcast with your hosts, Riley Barton and Tanner Chuby. Follow the guys on Instagram at underscore Riley Barton underscore and Tanner C-H-U-B-E-Y. Welcome back to episode number six of the House League Heroes podcast. My name is Riley Barton and I'm joined by my co-host Tanner. We took a week off here after uh, we had some personal difficulties. Tanner got some teeth yanked out of his head and I had to do some stuff as well. How are you doing now, Tanner? Good. I was on the, the IR there for about a week. Um, to be honest, the, the pain itself wasn't the worst part, but by... Uh, I got them pulled on a Wednesday, and by Sunday, I was really missing solid food. You get pretty yeah. sick of applesauce and pudding and soup. So, um, how things how things been with you? It's been a while since we've we've chatted. Yeah, they've all been good. I've been working. Uh, it was insanely hot here all week, like thirty degrees. It was stupid. We had heat warnings. Everyone's sunburned. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, but besides that, now it's raining. So that's Alberta weather. Yeah, it was the the biggest f you you work all week in the. It was the same thing here. You work all week in plus thirty weather, and then the moment I got off yesterday, it started thunderstorming yep. as I was driving to the lake. So exactly, that's that's how that went. But it was still a good time. And uh, when you miss two weeks, uh, a lot of stuff happens. Apparently, and I will try and get through much of it as we can. I think the first one we should start off with. Everyone's been talking about it. It'll be the talk of. Canada at least for a while because a lot of the sports networks are based there. The Toronto Maple Leafs blew a 3-1 series lead to the Montreal Canadiens and lost in game 7 of round number 1 again. Again. <laughs> again. Oh man, I I want to laugh at them, but it's at this point it's literally just embarrassing. It's like it's gotten to the point where it's not funny and it is actually embarrassing. They had it in even games 5 and 6, they battled back both games and tied it and sent it to overtime i think it was game five i think was galchenyuk's terrible giveaway yeah and then game six it was like montreal's second shot in overtime and it just it went in like and then game seven they came out with their worst performance toronto did and just completely laid an egg i don't understand what it is it's it has to be a mental thing at this point does it not 100 percent. there's nothing else like they go into these games and they have the mentality that they're scared and they're going to lose and they know it. There's so much riding on it and it gives Montreal the benefit and Toronto loses every single time. So I really, I really like what Elliot Friedman said when he talked about the game seven, he said when Montreal came out, like the team you saw from Montreal was a team that knew they were going to win and Toronto came out looking like they were hoping they would win. And that's exactly what it was. You could tell they were hesitant. They were nervous. We'll get into Mitch Marner. If you are, the Leafs, if you're Kyle Dubas in management, what do you do with this team? Personally, so you, you got some solid players still. Obviously, you still have Matthews. Campbell looks great. That's a huge takeaway. But Nylander even had a great series. Like, he played well. But He was great. Tavares and Marner. Tavares, not bad, but he's just so expensive. And Marner hasn't done anything in the playoffs for this team so you have to no it doesn't matter how good he is in the regular season you really have to think about moving him i want to talk about the marner criticism because it's completely deserved he was not good at all in that series i think he hasn't scored a goal in the last two postseasons essentially 
I think since Boston 2019 might have been his last time. Yeah. He didn't look good that that over the glass penalty where no one was around him. I was watching with a couple of buddies and I was just like, "What are you doing? You had all the time in the world. Why are you panicking?" That's a novice mistake right there. That oh, it was terrible and he knew. You could yes. tell his reaction after. He knew he messed up and but I don't think it's fair that he is getting all the damn flack and not Austin Matthews. Why is no one talking about... I'd say Matthews was worse. He had a goal, but at least... if I'm going to give Marner anything. He's a great penalty killer, minus that awful puck-over-the-glass penalty. <laughs> and to be honest, he was creating plays like that. In Game 7, he wasn't fantastic, but man, he gave that pass across to Hyman where, I mean, Price just absolutely yeah. stonewalled him, and we'll get to Price as well. I think if you're getting mad at Marner, you got to point the finger right at Matthews too because it is not fair that he's taken all the flack no. for how good he's been or how bad he's been no I completely agree obviously you can't ever put it on one guy but it, I agree it is kind of weird that people aren't talking about Matthews as much who just didn't like how do you go from a 40 goal scorer to that like that's yeah. crazy <laughs> yeah how well Marner was top five in points where was he in the playoffs you had the rocket Richard winner of the league yeah. who scored one goal that shouldn't even be the minimum for him. No. That's that that's embarrassing. Yeah, that's really, really tough. I So, like, I don't know. If you're Dubas, you have some UFAs to sign. Uh, Hyman, I think, up. I think you got to try and get him back. Oh, he was he kinda, great. Yeah. Yeah, he he's always great. He's always their – probably their most consistent forward, Yes, to be honest. And um, Frederick Anderson, I imagine, is gone. But – I'm if I'm Dubas, I give this team one more year because mm -hmm. you give those big four essentially what they're calling it another year because you look at teams like the Blues and Washington, how many times they went into the first round and got smacked around or second round, whatever, and got beaten out. I think you just got to let these guys get over this mental hurdle. And if your Leafs fans really, if it's not the fact that they're very passionate fans, do you worry too much about this team? I mean, Matthews and Marner are both 25 and under still. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that's a good point. You do have to look at that. Washington, they couldn't win anything. And then the year they finally got over their hump, which was Pittsburgh, they won the cup. Toronto's mm -hmm. hump is the first round, so you never know what can happen if they break through. Exactly. And I, everyone talked about the, this team has no killer instinct, man. It's going to come. Marner, Matthews, Nylander, those are they're just too good of players not to develop it. Yes. On the other side, we should probably talk about the Habs. Give credit to them because they played phenomenal in those last three games, especially yeah. that game seven, man. They shut they shut it down. Yeah, Carey Price, obviously unbelievable as he is every year in playoffs. Just so much fun to watch. And honestly, like it's angering to watch. If you're not <laughs> him not being on the team that you have is just like so hard to watch because he's so good it's been a while since the hawks have had it but like if you're a habs fan i would just i feel like you must be calm watching games just knowing he's in the net like every time a puck goes on net and it's just like we think he's probably gonna save this yeah there's a really good chance <laughs> he just finds a way every single time like he made so many highlight saves this series the biggest thing with price is and this is why i give credit to the montreal defense when price sees it he's stopping it it's when there's traffic in front of him and scrambles in front of the net. That's when you maybe get a fire drill going. But when Price sees the puck, he's going to stop it. And the Canadians did a great job of Letting making him. sure that in front of him was net or was clear in yeah. net. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. And um, then also, some they brought in, like, you know, uh, 
Kantianami, however you say his name, um, Caulfield, those guys played great too. So that mm-hmm. was it was good that they came in and made an impact. Did winning that series, especially coming back from three one and they're up two nothing on Winnipeg right now in the second round, did that save that bought Ducharme and Bergerman another year, did yes. it not? Well, yeah, it definitely did. You don't have that big of expectations expectations. Now now you're good, right? You can do something still. Game four they were gone. They were practically out of the organization. Everyone wanted Bergevan fire. They're Everyone was saying, we want Gallant or whatever, and I think some people still do. Yeah. I think a lot of Canadians fans do, but I don't think it's as likely to happen anymore. So, Yeah, that is um, also congr- Montreal fans, though. <laughs> they, they don't give much of a, much hope towards their team. That's fair. But it's crazy to think about Bergman has been there for a long yes. time. Like a extremely long time. He was there on their last Eastern Conference final <laughs> run. How, how many GMs can you say have gotten that much rope yeah, in the NHL? True. That is very true. So, um, so yeah, congrats to the Habs on beating the Leafs. Uh, oh man, I had to retire the Marner jersey for another year early <laughs> again. Don't worry, you still got the McKinnon one back there. Yeah, yeah, we we got to get talk about that one too because yes. boy, the Habs do not look good right now. Um, we'll stick on the Habs and Jets. Habs are up two nothing. Price has been, we were you know great in this series as well. Hellebuck, I'd say on the other side, has been able to match up pretty well. Um, the Shifley suspension. What did you think of that hit? Because holy smokes, man, it's just not good. It's not good. I don't care like what you say about it. I know a lot of people are like it's clean, whatever. It was so unnecessary, and he knows that, and everyone on the team knows that. I, yeah. What are you thinking when you do that? And then also people trying to say that he glided before the charge. He glided changing directions to make the hit. It, it yeah. didn't slow down. Like, that's <laughs> that doesn't make it not charging. That makes me yeah. so upset when people are saying Yeah, that. he was picking up speed from Montreal's end back to his own. Yeah. Like, he wasn't slowing down. That's not changing anything. And I, what's annoying is, like, they talked about it in his hearing when he got suspended. By the way, he got four games, which I I mean, I would justify it. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, I was thinking like um, three, but yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah, and he probably could have stopped that empty netter had he played the puck with his yeah, stick. Yeah, if he went for the poke check, and like if he didn't slow down and kept striding and then made the poke check without the hit, instead of slowing down and teeing it up from center ice. Yeah, because if you watch Evans come around the net, you look at the angle and like the edges on on his skates, that's going to be really tough to lift that puck up, man. Shifley mm-hmm. just has to kind of keep his ice or stick along the ice and hope that Evans can't lift it over. Yeah. The biggest thing and for me maybe stop the is empty netter. After he makes that hit, Shifley is vibrating. He looks his eyes are wide and he looks like he's going wants to kill somebody else. So he yeah. had no like he was out to hurt someone when he did that. And then I just think the luckiest thing for him is that Toffoli was the first one there cuz if that was Weber oh, that was yeah. coming in hot, we would be looking at something completely different right now. And I I thought there was going to be some, like, retribution or someone was going to have to answer for Shifley, right? Because he got kicked off the ice after that. So they had Stanley and Weber lined up off the next faceoff. So I thought maybe, you know, it would have to be Stanley to answer for it. But nothing did end up coming from it. There was, like, four penalties in one play. on. Like, I just, I watched it half and I screamed immediately. I was like, get him off the ice. Yeah, that was bad. 
And, you know, Jake Evans, he stretchered off. Uh, heard he's okay. Concussion, I think yeah, that would have been a pretty, pretty easy one to predict. players already in the playoffs, which is pretty crazy. In the Canadian division, yet. Yeah. Thought Canadians were supposed to be nice. That's not... <laughs> It's not going over so hot. Um, final shout out on that uh, was Nick Ehlers there shielding Evans from the rest of the play. I thought that was a pretty cool catch uh, yeah. that I didn't notice until I saw it on social media. So scary situation, and the Jets have got to find a way to claw back in this series because they're without Shifley, their top center, for another three games, I believe. Yeah. Yes. And. Stastny may be back tonight. I don't know if it's been released that he will be or not yet. And I, does this not seem like the perfect time? They talked about this on Saturday on the Hockey Night in Canada panel for Pierre-Luc Dubois to finally step up in Winnipeg. He needs to. He's been so quiet. Yeah, he he has not been noticeable at all. I thought he actually had a decent game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. At at least towards the end, you could see he, was, he had that one... Uh, partial breakaway chance to that price stopped him on but they need him he has the potential he played like a top center in columbus they need that back now yeah i think he's he's doing like he's kind of just being overshadowed right now and he's playing into that a lot he he needs to step up on his own it's been a tough year the jets are in a very tough position but as we've seen in the canadian division goaltending can be a huge thing and i think hellebuck if any goaltender can he can match up with price to get them back in this series i guess we haven't done a show in a while do you have any predictions for this series i know it's two nothing habs but see i started off saying winnipeg and just after that first series how hot they were and just how hyped up they were but they have lost a bit of the the momentum that they had after taking the long break against edmonton when you sweep like that and then you don't play for a while it is tough to come back into a game especially off a team that just went seven with the best team in the division yeah i don't know if I I had Winnipeg near the start, too, kind of the same reasons as you. You swept McDavid and the Oilers. The Habs just look like a completely different team from the regular season. They look really good. Yeah. They look structured. They look like they are buying into whatever Ducharme's feeding them. And uh, I think it's looking like they're probably going to go to the conference final. Let's move on. Carolina-Tampa. Before we talk about this series we got to give props to the Hurricanes social media team because after they beat Nashville, that banner picture, I don't have my <laughs> phone on me, so I can't read it off. But, oh, that was awesome. Anyway, it pissed the Preds off so much it blocked them. So that made my day. Yeah, I'm just going to search it up here and see if I can find it. In the meantime on that series, um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember if we did a wrap-up for this. It's been a while, but... I don't know if we expected anything else. Soros won a few games, and Carolina got the job done in six. Close series. Nashville made it closer than I think anyone yeah. gave him credit for. But Especially you. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, good thing close doesn't count, Nashville. Exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so the, here I got the banners here. We got second loudest house in the NHL. <laughs> Creed playing during, during intermission. And ter- Taylor Lewin crushed a beer. That those were the the banners that Carolina made up for the press. So, so for people that listen and maybe don't know the the backstory behind this, the Preds won the Presence Trophy one year, and the next the following season, I think they went out in the first or second round. But the following season, they hung up 
or was it a presence trophy banner and like central division champs banner yeah and everyone kind of was like okay nashville like what are you doing you there was really no need to it's not something proud enough you'd maybe hang a banner on so carolina after beating them posted a picture of those three banners and the predators ended up blocking them on twitter which um that's king man give those give whoever did that at carolina a pay raise or a promotion or something because that was awesome um carolina and tampa i'll be honest i haven't watched really i maybe watched a period in this series i've been pretty busy trying to keep up with the other ones and with work and everything um do you have any takes on this series it's 3-1 tampa i see the game yesterday was kind of a barn burner there in the second period no yeah tampa's looked dominant every time i've tuned in i haven't watched a whole lot i usually just put it on beside me while i'm doing something else but yeah they've looked dominant they look like the lightning right now and carolina just doesn't look like how they did during the season the regular season so i don't know i think tampa can take this in the next game for sure you think maybe part of that is carolina maybe doesn't have a set number one goalie 100 percent. that the because alex what's the how do you say that guy's last name alex nadelkovich nadelkovich yeah he's been good but that's a lot to ask from a rookie yes. going up hey we need you to <laughs> go head to head with the best goalie in the world on the defending team the defending champion team so yeah and like nothing and against Mer- Aho and Svechnikov, but they're up against Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman. Like, there's some big names out there that he has Kucherov's to looked insane, man. Yes. He doesn't look like he's missed a season at all. No, the highlights I see of him, he's nuts. Um, they're down three-one. The Canes coming back. I really don't see it happening. No. I think this series is is over. Sadly, I like Carolina, but yeah, I think Tampa's definitely going to wrap it up. Moving on, and apologies that we didn't spend as much. Uh, to Oh, sorry. One thing I did want to – one last thing I did want to say about the series. Tampa Bay, this was kind of back with the Florida series, no longer enforcing a policy that restricts fans wearing opposing teams' gear in the premium seating areas. I had no yeah. clue this is a thing. Yeah, I guess I, – I talked to my dad about that. I guess that's a thing in, like, a decent amount of arenas. They have these sections where you can't – it's kind of disrespectful. Yeah, that video – did you see the video that came out? I did. That's pretty embarrassing. It was. It was awful. Yeah. I can't believe – yeah, I can't believe a team would do that. And, like, who cares? You paid your money, wear whatever you want, as long as you're not offending anyone. Yeah, so you for know? anyone that doesn't know, basically, some Florida fans, like some Panthers fans, wore their jerseys in Tampa's arena – and security asked them to leave the building because they were wearing not the the hometown team. And apparently this has been, at least in Tampa Bay anyways, has been a thing since, I think they said like 20, the 2015 finals versus yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Which, oh my God. That's... The biggest thing is the it was a father and a son. His son was about 11 years old. And they were yeah. like pretty upset at the, the 11-year-old. So I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> Not even the dad. Hey, gotta yeah. go. <laughs> they were <big laughs> They're mad at the kid. This this was like, it wasn't even during the game too either. It was before. Yeah. Like it's not even like they were heckling or being no. disrespectful to light to like lightning fans around them. This was just before the game. They're like, you cannot sit here. Yeah. And you have to leave. Pathetic. Thank God they're not enforcing that anymore because that has got to be one of the dumbest things I've ever heard <laughs> in years with the NHL or a team. Islanders versus Bruins, this series has been awesome. So much One fun. of my – oh, man, just two teams with such similar styles. They Gary Galley was talking about it on the, the broadcast the other day. 
They just both play like mistake-free hockey. They're opportunistic. They don't want to give any the other team an inch. And it's 2-2, man. Barzal is finally starting to heat it up. Yep. He's got goals in his last two games after being uh, he had the monkey on his back there for a bit. What have you thought about this series? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun to watch, I think. Um, the fan bases are really getting at it with each other. I don't know if you've seen the Chicklets posts, but those are so yeah. much fun to watch with uh, Rally and Guy and stuff just going at it. It's so good. Um, <laughs> what I was going to say is every goal seems to just be super unexpected because of how solid everyone is. It just comes out of nowhere. Like All of a sudden, there's a little bit of a scramble, puck goes in, you never expect it, and that's what's so much fun yeah. about this series. Yeah, like Barzell's first one, man. He just batted it at the side of the net. And if you're ever going to get off a cold streak, it, it that's probably most likely how you're going to do it is yeah. get crashing the net and banging away at rebounds. And then Marshan's overtime winner, Orlamov, pretty out of position. I think you can yeah. attest to that as a former goalie. But, <laughs> that was tough. Uh, great shot by Marshan, though. And then I unfortunately missed a lot of the game yesterday. But I don't understand how the Islanders do it. They go in. They get outshot every single period, game, season, and they just keep finding a way to score. Like, their their success rate on shots, their shooting percentage, I guess you could call it, is so good. Yeah, this is... I've talked about this a lot with my dad, who's an Islanders fan, and they give up a lot of shots, but they don't give up a lot of high-quality shots. And that, mm-hmm. that gives your goalie a lot of confidence, just making stops easy. They see that number, it does give you a lot of confidence. And they don't take low quality shots a lot of the time so when they shoot it's it's scary almost every time they shoot there's a scramble and you're getting ready for anyone to put it in so they've really cashed in on that this this year both goalies have been great too um i know varlamov there's some concern about him letting in goals early um early in games and then he put all those doubts to rest yeah yesterday with the win and I like. I think they asked Trotz about it too, and he said, "Like, no, we're not worried. Like, no. we're going back with him." Yeah. So, I think that gives goalie your goalie a lot of confidence, like you said. And this series is uh, it's great. It's going to go a long way. I think it's going the distance, and I I really hope the Islanders pull out, man. Yeah, I me too. Um, my buddy, who's a Bruins fan, after last night's game, said that was that's it. He said that the Islanders win the series now because of how bad that game was for Boston. He said they, did they he said they just didn't look like they wanted it they were not skating for the puck and he thinks that the islanders are just gonna take it away now but like i don't know how i feel about that i think he might have just been upset after losing the game yeah i think that might be a bit of an overreaction i don't think martian i don't think patrice bergeron is gonna let any team go down without a fight he's no. too he's too much of a competitive and composed guy so it'll be interesting to see i believe game uh what would that be game five is tomorrow really looking forward to watching that one and the final series we can talk about the avs and golden knights game one had a lot of stories coming out of it so let's i'll just i put it on the instagram account uh the nine minute power play i've never seen that in a game before that was so cool that was crazy (laughs) um and the avs only managed to get one goal on it which i thought was even funnier with how good that power play has looked um, but then the Reeves, he gets the two-game suspension. Graves uh, hit Yanmark pretty heavy into the boards mm-hmm. earlier in the game. Yanmark was uh, shaken up by it. And then Reeves kind of took some retaliation against him later in the game after a whistle and kind of had his knee on his head, 
there were some angles showing that and got suspended two games. And the Avs took game one and two, but the last five periods, it's now a 2-1 series. It has been all Vegas. Mm-hmm. It has not even been close. The Avs look, the Vegas looks like they haven't figured out everyone but Grubauer. Yes, which is a good start. Mm-hmm. So, and taking that last win was also huge. Yeah. So, that was, yeah, because Vegas was outplaying them the entire game. Colorado takes the lead in the third, and you, I feel that would deflate a team. You can't solve this goalie. You're easily outchancing the Avs, and they get the potentially game-winning goal. I mean, that could really deflate your team and change the course of the series. You go down 3 nothing, but they battled back. Marshall still gets a fluke one from behind, which is how you were going to score yeah. on Grubauer. And then what was it, less than a minute later? Um, oh, who was it? Was it Pacioretty that came down the uh, wing? I can check. Carlson, I can't remember. Um, yeah, Pacioretty, Pacioretty. It was, yeah, so... That's a big win for Vegas. That barn was rocking 100% capacity, which was great to see. And I don't know if you saw when what Evander Kane tweeted out after Reeves got suspended. Um, They should just punish him by playing him 20 minutes a night. (laughs) And the top comment I saw made me laugh even harder. It was uh, coming from a guy sitting at home on his couch supposing it's not repoed yet. and. I saw a better one that was Kane just tweeted that working his nine to five job. <laughs> that was harsh. I mean, I don't like poking guys when they're down, but, but holy yeah, smokes, if you're gonna chirp, you can was... take it. And I know. Yeah, you, you gotta it. you gotta be expecting some some stuff coming back. He knew what would happen. The Avs, like I've said, the Vegas looks like they have everyone figured out. But Grubauer, do you? The Avs are a team, though, you can see they can figure this out. Like, they can claw back. There's just too much skill not to be able to battle battle and compete with these guys. Yeah, so I think... Um, I don't know if I talked about this in the last episode or if this was just not being recorded, but um, Vegas struggling so hard last year with Demko and admitting that they lost the next series because they couldn't figure out how to score. And I thought that was going to happen again this year after um, their first series, not being able mm-hmm. to score. And it started off looking like that, but I think they're pulling it together. And now that they've focused on the fact that they're having trouble scoring, but they if they handle everyone else, it's not that big of a deal. I think that's going to work for them. Yeah, they, and they seem like they're starting to get their, their scoring figured out. I mean, you saw how pumped up Pacioretty was when he got the goal the other night against Grubauer. So interesting series the like this realistically this is like a stanley cup final yeah essentially with kind of whoever comes play. out here and then like i i don't really have a prediction right now it's kind of gone i i said vegas to start but the avs look good too so it, both mm-hmm. of our predictions right now are going at it <laughs> yeah, but yeah we'll see i know one of my buddies said boston avs final that's his prediction boston that, avs that wouldn't surprise me but who knows well, and whoever comes out of the series two plays the Canadian division. Like I, that can't change. That that could just be a slaughter. I don't know whatever team it's going to be. Maybe Montreal comes out hot, and maybe Winnipeg pulls it together to win a couple games in the next series. But I really think whatever team they play is just going to dominate them. Going to get steamrolled. If as so let's just hypothetically say, because this is kind of my prediction right now, is sure. the Avs and Canadians. So. You have arguably the hottest goalie in the playoffs right now, Carey Price, going up against another hot goalie in Grubauer and a scorching hot offense in the Colorado Avalanche. Like who, 
and these guys that haven't seen each other all year, right? So Price has been facing shots from the same people. The Avs been playing the same goalies. You can kind of pick out patterns and tendencies from shooters and goalies alike. Who does that maybe play into favor more? Oh, man. I think it's no matter what happens, it's going to be tough. But I think McKinnon knows how to score. And I think he can, if he needs to, he can do it on his own. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to search up Rantanen's playoff streak. I don't know if you saw that. I think it's 17. Yeah. 17, 17 games. Games in a row with a point. That's nuts. That, that abs power play, I tweeted out, it is mesmerizing to watch. There is not a team that passes the puck better on the power play. No, it is so nice. It's so quick and slick. Like, it makes me almost want to tear up in joy as a <laughs> hockey fan like it's beautiful to watch yeah, it's, it's beautiful so hockey you'd think uh especially like with these pro athletes and the top of their um the top players in the world right like a five having an extra man on the ice it'd be easy for anyone but you see a lot of teams struggle with power plays and they kind of look sloppy and it's just oh let's put the puck on net the abs they can pass it around quick fast and get the shot they want which no team not a lot of teams in NHL history can do all three of those things in one. Yeah, 100%. I also just wanted to quickly talk about uh, Canada won gold. I don't know if you saw that. Yep. Three, what was it, 3-2 in overtime yeah, versus they won Finland? Overtime. Um, Connor Brown and Nick Paul connected to score. So that's nice. They were. I saw a tweet, and if it was like, if you watch that Brown... Henrik and Mangiapane line. If you are one of Tree Living, Murray, and Dorian, how are you trying not to get the other two on your team? Because they <laughs> were absolutely unreal. Yeah, Mangiapane had a great season uh, series. What They went 0-3 when he wasn't there while he was gone, and then they mm -hmm. won every game when he got back. And him and Connor Brown were just on fire. Some good news for some Canadian teams there, and Adam Henrik looked rejuvenated he's kind of faltered off since he went to to anaheim but man if you're the flames that's maybe a scoring threat on the rise coming in mangiapani you've seen a scoring touch for him and connor brown who was on pace for 30 goals in a full season this year going over to the worlds and dominating there yeah it's, uh some good players on the rise in canadian markets so that'll wrap up um playoff news i got some other stuff i want to talk about uh the draft lottery took place mm -hmm. this week and buffalo got it which taylor hall blesses another team with the first overall pick um i'm gonna lose and... it if they get another first round pick bro. It's, it's, it's so annoying <laughs> like I, i'm so done with it first of all before we move on from that do you think that entices eichel to stay another year or what uh i or do you think I it's too know. late <laughs> i that's so tough right like just from based off what I've listened to from like other sources and media personality, like 31 thoughts and stuff, it sounds like he's probably gone. Uh, like the one I listened to today, Elliot was saying, it seems like the trust between Eichel and the organization's kind Sorry. of been, yeah. And I, I really don't think it is Buffalo. I think has to blow it up again, which mm -hmm. it really sad to say. Yeah, maybe they trade this first pick. Honestly, if there's ever a year to do it, why not this year? You have yeah, you no could clue. You get way more bang for your buck with this pick because you really don't mm -hmm. know what you're going to get. Who's projected to go first? Owen Power? Yeah, and he's kind of the really don't Like a lot of people think it's a trap. Like people don't yeah. want, didn't want first overall this year because of that. 
Like there, there's a very good chance that the best player in this draft is third or fourth round. Yes, easily in two or three years. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I because there are there are some like established prospects they're talking about that are going to go in the top ten or whatever. Like uh, uh, Owen Power, we just said Brant Clark. He's been yeah. touted pretty highly too. Luke Hughes, Luke Hughes has been a big one. I, I think Vancouver fans. <laughs> I think really Vancouver fans pitch, really want him. <laughs> The Devils might get him. That'd be a yeah, kind that, of a cool either one. Logo. Honestly, I think it would just be cool to have the brothers on the same team. But um, Seattle, I think was the o- Seattle was the only team that won the lottery. They moved from third to to second. They won yeah. one of the lotteries, anyways. That bumps Anaheim down to third. I mean, again, we just mentioned this draft. It's probably doesn't really matter as much as years prior. Yeah, I guess ranking wise, right? Like where you're picking from, because you never know what's exactly this year. Exactly. Um, speaking of the Ducks, it, this is a bit of old news now I'm kind of going into, but Bob Murray and Dallas Eakins um, are returning next season for the Ducks. They got a good thing going there in Anaheim. I'm really excited for that team, man. I just want to see Trevor Zegers. I can't wait till he lights up the league because he's going to do it. Yeah, he's going to be up there pretty soon for sure. Uh, they also talked – Murray also said he's been in talks with Ryan Getzlav for – uh, contract extension or re-sign him for next season. We'll see where that goes. Um, this was kind of a big thing I saw on Twitter too. Avs director of amateur scouting, Alan Heppel, I hope I said that correct, will not be renewed after six years in the position and 19 in the organization. And the reason I think this is big news is because that is a guy with a lot of experience. And you look at the Colorado Avalanche's draft record, he obviously knew what he was doing. Yeah. And knew how to scout and had the right staff around him. So I think that's a big loss for the Avs, and that could be a big gain for someone else. Yeah, 100%. Another bombshell that's been dropped over the last uh, week or so, Seth Jones has reportedly told the Blue Jackets that he does not intend to re-sign with them. Another star out in Columbus, it looks like, Riley. Interesting offseason for sure. Who do you you think needs him the most right now? Maybe not who's going to get him, but who do you think needs him the most? Well, I saw that the Hawks are reportedly highly interested in him, so I'm really hoping Stan Bowman maybe moves a piece or two here because he is phenomenal. In terms of who needs him the most, um, it's a good question. I think, I mean, I think you could ask any team in the NHL besides maybe the top five, and they'd say we could use a top two right-handed defenseman. Yeah, for sure. That can play power play, penalty kill. Um. <laughs> I feel like maybe the Vancouver Canucks give Quinn Hughes another stable partner. I don't know what they would move to get him, but like, yeah, why not? No, why not? Wouldn't be a bad idea. Oh, this is one one stat that I this is kind of late, but um, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, the teams with the last three MVPs have won a combined zero playoff games in those seasons. See that? Really? If this, if Connor McDavid wins this year, which he most likely will, right? Yeah. So like. It was the last team. It was Taylor Hall was the last MVP to win with his team because it was McDavid this year getting swept, Drysaitel mm-hmm. last year not making the playoffs, and then Kucherov the year before getting swept. They got swept. Dang, I didn't see that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's really a, weird. <laughs> that's a cool stat. Holy cow! Shock, shock my world. Well, <laughs> maybe when we talk about MVP, should we maybe consider? Like, I know they have the con Smythe for, like, playoff MVP. Can they just make the MVP regular season and postseason? Like, why does it 
why is it just confined to the regular season? I really don't understand that. I, I just think it's because some people just step up in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have like there's playoff players that come out. Justin Williams, Mr. Game Seven, stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that's why. But that's fair, I guess. I don't know. I just feel I feel like that's such a big thing is the playoffs, and it's like you can't even take that into consideration when you're voting for who's the most valuable. I don't know. It just kind of doesn't yeah. feel right to me. Um, some injury news. There are some long-term injuries here to some big players. Max Domi announced he'll miss the start of the season after uh, right shoulder surgery, or the Blue Jackets announced he will. Um, hopefully that all goes well for him. Hopefully he can bounce back as he did not have a good year in Columbus. No. And that it's, I guess, good to see that in a way, to see that he was dealing with the problem and mm-hmm. have some hope that he'll come back stronger. They're going to need him, especially if uh, if Jones, Jones is gone yeah, by next week. God, Columbus, man. You guys got to find a way to keep someone. Yeah, they got to pull it, pull it together, seriously. Um. Pittsburgh also says that Malkin had successful uh, right knee or surgery on his right knee will be unavailable for training camp. And then they will update his status during training camp. So Malkin, clearly he was dealing with something too. He kind of got a lot of flack for not looking like himself in that Islanders series. Yeah. So hopefully he can come back strong next year and who knows, maybe him and Crosby can get number four. (laughs) Um, There was a, Big announcement made today. The federal government has announced, or, oh my gosh, come on, Tanner, has announced a travel exemption that will allow teams to cross the border without quarantine. So for when round three happens, the Canadian team will, uh, Canadian and U.S. teams will be able to go across the border without any uh, fuss or restrictions or anything like that. I think there's some... Yeah, that's big, and I think that'll be really nice for Canadian teams to get to play in their hometown in mm-hmm. front of some healthcare workers. Um, yeah, this is awesome news for the NHL. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's great now that we're getting this close to things changing. Um, I know I, I get my second vaccine on Tuesday, so I'm excited hey. about that. And um, yeah, so we're, like it's just every time something like this comes out, it's just more hope that we're almost there, almost back to normal. Have they, in Alberta, have they been talking? Like, what's... Because I know here, I think by, like, they said July 11th in Saskatchewan, like, no masks and pretty much every restriction is done. Yep, ours is... I think they're aiming July. Let me... I'll I'll switch it up. Alberta COVID summer plan. Because because Stampede's happening this year, right? Like, that's all I've been reading is it's pretty much... (laughs) So, okay, so, yeah. They... We have three stages in action, um... Early July is stage three, and it's no restrictions on indoor gatherings. Um, all remaining public health restrictions lifted, all that. So, and that it's based on how many people get vaccinated. Yeah, like a percentage or yeah, whatever. So it's seventy percentage, seventy percent for that. But I think we're also ahead of what we that what they had said. Like I think we're expected. We're pushing it forward a bit faster. Every single time, like we group chats with my friends or whatever like yesterday my my friend texts like yeah the, you know i just got my second dose the drive through has a bunch of extra like go or whatever i'm always working i just yeah. i want to i was like man i just want to get the second jab i want to get it done and get it over with and we're almost there and oh it's been a long calendar year just <laughs> everything about it it was not as as like many good times as I had, right? Like people found a way to make it work during these tough times. It sucked. 
it was yeah. not a fun time no it was it's been tough for sure like oh man what was it uh around thanksgiving last year right like we're we're in online school uh we're we're in online school and restrictions are finally starting to get put back into play and like you can't you're pretty much in lockdown again yeah and it was just it was so brutal to sit through it was a really tough tough three months i mean we were pretty much locked down here until i went to alberta for school because alberta opened up before us and then got shut down again right as i left (laughs) um lucky you i know and then i came back to an open province i was kind of just that was kind of my goal just to hop the border wherever (laughs) wherever i could go out and do something but very close and it's looking positive things are opening back up few more things I wanted to to talk about here before we finish off. Kind of got a little sidetracked there. We have the Vesna finalists announced, Grubauer, Vasilevsky, and Flurry. Flurry. Please. You, please, Flurry. He hasn't won one, hey? No, I was shocked that's why when I, I read that. I win so bad. I think he will. I think. He's got it. I don't know. Right? I, yeah, I, the people, I think it's the Players Association that votes on it, right? Or Must something. Be. And I'm sure, though, I'm sure a lot of votes will go Flurry's way for that reason because he was good too he was great this year yeah especially with laner being out and we also had our selkie finalists uh barkov bergeron and stone i think bergeron i read a thing on twitter i don't know if he wins this one i think he has the most all time out of any player something crazy like that how many in a row is this for him was this is 10th straight nomination which <laughs> crazy this is you gotta tell your friend man you have a 10 time nominated selkie winner and you're concerned that you can't beat the islanders <laughs> um who do you think takes this one uh probably probably bergeron again yeah. i think yeah makes sense and no one would bat an eye because he yeah. probably is the best defensive forward one of them anyways um with that, they have a defensive trophy for forwards, right? Like, you know, the Selkies for best defensive forward. And realistically, the uh, you have the Art Ross, which is most points by a forward. Do you think they should do the same thing with defensemen? Like, keep the Norris for, like, best defensive yes. defensemen, stay at home, and then have, like, a Bobby Orr trophy or something 100%. for who gets the most points? Yes, because it's kind of just over these past few years been taken as the defenseman with the most points wins it. Yeah. Which is not always what it should be because that's not no that's an offensive defenseman <laughs> but it's not a defenseman defense defensive defenseman so yeah I, I definitely think there should be a separate trophy for that i've said this on the show too like roman yossi nothing against him good defenseman but he should not have won that trophy last year no. that had that trophy had headman's name written all over it and the fact that it went to yossi was absolute bs <laughs> because he had points which okay yeah let me know let me know how that works out for you nashville yeah we also had the the calder finalists get announced oh yep which was it was krill um, krill the thrill by the was... way he was offered like an eight-year deal by yeah. the wild did you see crazy that? <laughs> do they not did they not learn their lesson with prize and suitor listen i like caprice but let's not rush into anything here Minnesota. yeah they're like like they're they just get so giddy they're like oh new player good sign he's ours now yeah, we got him. This is it. But yeah, then it was Alex, however you say his name again. Nedeljkovic. <laughs> Nedeljkovic. <laughs> and then who was the third? Robinson? Jake, uh, uh, Jake, uh, Jason Robertson. Jason, Robertson. Uh, Jason, maybe? Yeah, Jason. it's Jason. Okay, yeah. 
Um, Krill I think has it's to win that. Yeah, yeah, it's Krill. <laughs> I think that's Krill. <laughs> like nothing against the other two; they were great, but yeah. I mean, Krill. Krill's taking it. Um, did you have anything hockey related before we sign off here? I have one more thing that's off topic, but. This was late, and I think you saw it as well. Just another cool stat. Um, Chicklets posted it when uh, Kontkinemi scored his overtime winner. Um, he's number 15. Uh, mm-hmm. It's his 15th playoff game. He scored at 15-15 into overtime on the 15th shot of overtime and ended with exactly 15 uh, minutes of time on ice. What? That's voodoo. You can't... Yeah, that's voodoo. I don't, like, know how how do I, like, I don't even know what else that. to say. That's, cr- that, that's insane. <laughs> I like people who like just think of that too. Like, look at that, and they're like, "Oh, there were 15 shots." <laughs> yeah. He's 15. Well, like, it probably just spiraled, how... right? Like, you see, like he's number 15, and maybe you saw like 15, 15 left on the clock, and then you're like, "Oh," and then you just slowly look down, and it just keeps adding up as it goes. Those stat people, man, they've yeah. got it. When I nuts. was um, when I went to the press box at the Flames game, they gave me like the stat sheet that the announcers use. They yeah. have some crazy stuff on there for every player. Like it was a binder. It was about this thick. I know you can't really see, but um, yeah. it they have like crazy stats for everyone. It's so weird. Everything, just everything you can think of. Like shouts out to those stats people. That'd be such a sweet job, and they do a great. Oh yeah. Like you have to do some heavy research. Like if I have to look up like when I was writing newscasts this year for school, if I was looking up like point streaks or anything, unless I saw it in like the article the night before, I would be like going through each individual game. Yeah, you log. have to look at everything. <laughs> yeah. Just on, just on like hockey DB, which yeah. I don't know what they use for these kind of stats, but sure it's, they got a, it's a bank, like a stat bank, but it's, it's really impressive the stuff they do. So I'm really glad you brought that up. Cause yeah, that was, that was a neat, neat thing to happen. Um, talking Emmy too. He's been dynamite for the Habs. We have one of the biggest fights of the century, Riley. We have Logan Paul versus <laughs> Floyd Money Mayweather tonight. Oh, Who man. is winning? Okay. So I don't know if you saw like the rules that got announced for it. So they, I saw them a little bit. They won't announce a winner at the end. The only way you can win is by knockout or if the ref calls it. Mm-hmm. So originally I was honestly thinking Logan Paul wins this fight just because of his size. He's so much bigger. And like Mayweather is old. He is old. He hasn't mm-hmm. fought in forever. Um, also, another thing, Mayweather, this is his career. Logan Paul can lose his fight and just get made fun of for a couple months and be fine, right? Yeah. But now that I see those rules announced that there won't be a winner, if Mayweather fights how he fights, which is by draining his opponent and then just crushing them late into the mm-hmm. round, he can definitely just outweigh this fight. He doesn't even have to hit Logan once, and he can still win no. this fight. So I, I don't know. Now it's tough. Now I kind of think Mayweather's going to win. Apparently... This doesn't go against records either. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, I'm not, I can't. I don't even think with a knockout. Like I don't think Mayweather can, or maybe if he is knocked out, it might go against his record. But I highly doubt Mayweather's gonna get dropped by Logan Paul. Yeah. And so I, it's it's a huge exhibition fight. You have a YouTuber, <laughs> a spoiled YouTuber who. I'll give credit to Logan Paul. The Paul brothers, if there's one thing they do good, they play the villain, and they're yeah. doing it very well. Um, I mean, just, I like saw he this, uh, post today, and it was just talking about how funny it is that a boxer that's going that has a zero and one, zero one and one career can go against the best boxer of all time, debatably. Yeah. Like, what mm-hmm. is that? Just because of publicity? Yeah. If if you were 
we I talk about this with my friends all the time. Like if you're Mayweather, you're you're making hundreds of millions probably off this fight just off like pay-per-view vibes and stuff alone. Call me a sellout said, if you I will. Think he said he, it, he made 30 mil already. Yeah, already yeah. and the fight hasn't even happened. Yeah. Um call me a sellout. If someone came up to me and they're like, "Yeah, I'll give you 200 million extra." To just throw this fight, yeah. doing it in a heartbeat. <laughs> you can care. knock my brains out. Yeah, I, I will make you look like a star, Logan. Yeah. I don't care. I'll walk in there uh, and just like die. Like I'll take an uppercut to the jaw for that. Like for that kind yeah. of cash, man. <laughs> but like, you can't. That's what's weird you with can't Mayweather. Tell is like, boxers don't do that. Oh, they definitely do. There's yeah. It's, there's a lot of rigged fights in boxing, which is like mm-hmm. kind of sucks, but whatever. Um, are you? <laughs> Are you gonna buy the fight? Because I, no. I'm not. I'm not supporting that. <laughs> no. I'll oh, maybe find a stream or something. People stream it on everything, so yeah. There's Some no illegal way. stream. Yeah. Legal stream, I should say. On it is legal. Quotations. <laughs> it's <laughs> legal for us. You're allowed to watch the stream. It's the people streaming it that get. In yeah, trouble. it's the people that are actually distributing yeah, it. Yeah, that... so we're fine. Um, it's it's a big fight feel. Uh, <laughs> YouTuber versus a boxer who is well past his prime i'd say the nhl playoffs are continuing to to roll through uh for basketball fans the nba playoffs are going as well i don't know if you watch much basketball i know i don't goodbye Um, queen lebron he's out of there (laughs) there's only one person i was following this in the nba playoffs this year and it was lillard because every single year i see that he just hits every clutch shot that he can and they still find a way to lose because they can't get him help so yeah no i uh, just I, I just like i just can't stand lebron man <laughs> i really yeah can't. i saw a stat today it was talking about like different athletes and their injuries and stuff and i forget who it was that baseball player that got the ball right to the face his whole face was bruised oh, up and Pilar. stuff yeah he was on the ground for like six minutes or something before he got up uh or mm-hmm. six 60 seconds or something i forget but the stat but basically they showed a bunch of stats and how long they're down for and then it was lebron with the longest after getting poked mm-hmm. in the eye yeah i don't basketball has a has a bit of a flopping problem yeah but they need to fix it you... they definitely need to fix yeah. it. they need to start finding players because that's it's getting bad yeah and, and that's not if there's basketball fans listen that's not to say there's none in the nhl there, oh, is, there is at 100%. times um, I don't know if you saw the one where it's off the face-off. If you guys can find it, go look it up. But it's it was this year Bergeron and Crosby were on the face-off, and I think Bergeron just like lightly caught him on like the cheek with the the nub of his stick, and Crosby just flew oh back. Yeah, like he just got hit by like a truck or something. Um, so it definitely happens in the in the NHL, but yeah, the NBA is on a whole different level and they got to get it under control figured out um yeah i don't know I, that's all i have for today riley you got anything else no i'm all good just excited for the second round to start wrapping up and to get into the the meat of the playoffs yeah conference finals are your your favorite aren't they yeah it's nice it's one game every night you can actually keep track of what's going on and... it's easy everything slows down don't need <laughs> don't need seven screens going on yeah, at once. Exactly. All righty. Well, we will see you guys next Sunday for episode number seven. Hope you guys enjoyed, and have a good week, everybody. Peace out.